Ladies and gentlemen, or whatever you identify yourself as, if you're listening to my voice right now, that means two things. Number one, you're tuned in to an episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. And number two, this is none other than your host, Enrico Ambrister. So welcome in, whether this is your first time or your 100th time, it's always great to have you here on the podcast, listening in, sit back, relax, take some notes, make sure that you soak up all of the information that's being offered here to you. I'm really excited about today's episode. As always, I'm always excited about my episodes. (laughs) Now, as most of you should know by now, the Speaker Secrets podcast was created as a platform that anyone can use as long as they're interested in improving and developing their communication and public speaking skills. That's the reason I created this podcast. That's why I continue to show up. And I'm sure that's why you're here. So let's get started. Let's just get right into it. All right. Now, I am going to lead with this and I want you to remember it for the rest of your life, especially any time that you're giving a speech or a presentation. Please keep this in mind. Everyone wants to feel like they matter. People want to feel like they're important. Now, you might be wondering, okay, where are you going with this? How is this relevant? Well, I want you to think back to many of the speakers that you've listened to in the past. I know that I have had my fair share of them. But think about the speakers that just present, that just speak, but don't engage you. Whether it's a speech that's about a personal story or maybe just a presentation at work that has a lot of statistical data. I know That if you're listening to this, you can think of a speaker that has just presented the information, but never engaged the audience, never made you feel like you were a part of what it is that they were saying. Maybe you checked your phone. Maybe you looked around the room and some people were dozing off. Or maybe you were thinking about something else like, oh, I have to pay these bills or what am I going to eat after I'm done here? We've all had experiences like that. But if you are the presenter, if you are the speaker, you never want your audience to be in that state of mind. It's not 100% foolproof, of course, because humans will human. But here's the thing. You want your audience to be engaged. You want them to be involved in what you're saying. You want them to feel like whatever is coming out of your mouth has an impact on them in some way. No matter what it is that you're talking about. So you might ask, well, how can I make a subject that might be work related or personal? How can I make that really be a subject that is inclusive to my audience? How can I make people feel like they're important or like they matter about something that I might not even care about myself? Right. Okay. I have the answer to your question. In today's episode, I'm going to give you about three suggestions that you can use going forward that will allow you to engage your audience. These are very simple strategies, but extremely effective. When you do these specific actions, you increase the chance of people feeling engaged and involved in what it is that you're doing. And that is so important if you want people to really identify with your message 
give buy-in to what it is that you're saying and just feel connected. To, and also, you want them to remember you. And when you make people feel involved and included, they're much more likely to remember what it is that you had to offer them. So let's get right into it. Let's get these suggestions down. And if you're somewhere where you can just write them, please do so. But obviously, this episode is always available for your listening pleasure. Okay, number one, and this is the most basic technique, but it works every time. Ask your audience a question that requires them to raise their hands or give feedback. And you can do this right at the beginning. This is a great way to get people thinking about what it is that you're saying in relation to them. So let's just say you're giving a presentation at work about declining sales. You can ask a question. How many of you have had horrible experiences with customer service representatives. Then you might have everyone raise their hands or the majority of people raise their hands. That's a simple question. But when you ask it, now your audience is thinking, well, have I had horrible experiences with customer service representatives? Now they're thinking about the times that they did. So now you're engaging them. You have them thinking about their personal experiences and now they can apply their personal experiences to what it is that you're about to share. You can always use this. No matter what it is that you're talking about, you can find a question to ask at the beginning of your speech, at the beginning of your presentation, that allows your audience to raise their hands or give you some feedback. And this is a surefire way to get engagement from them and I really like this strategy because it shows them up front, like, hey, I'm interested in what you have to say. I want you to think about this. All right. This is the first thing that comes out of your mouth and it gets buy in immediately. Let's move on to suggestion number two. Ask the audience to give you feedback. And this is extremely important right now, especially in the world of Zoom. Everybody's using Zoom and Google Meet and so many things are virtual right now because of the pandemic. So one of the ways that you can really engage your audience is to ask them to give you feedback. So let's just say you ask a specific question. Even something as simple, let's go really trivial. Something as simple as, hey, everybody, okay, Type in the chat window what your favorite food is. So now people are engaged. They have to type. They have to think about what their favorite food is. Then they have to type it and put it in the chat window. That's a great way in the age of Zoom to get people involved and to get them really just moving, moving their fingers and pressing that enter button. It goes a long way. Another modification, I guess you can call it, of this is to ask a few brave people to come off mute and give you an answer. So as you can see, in the first scenario, 
you're asking everybody to participate. And this is great because no matter who it is, no matter how many people are in the audience, they do feel that sense of buy-in. But let's just say, okay, there are 27 people on a call or you really don't want an answer from everyone. Then you can say, hey, I just need one or two or three people to come off mute and answer this question. That way, the audience knows and sees that you're still engaging them but a few people that might want to give some feedback or talk or be interactive with you, they get the opportunity to do so. So keep this in mind. Don't be afraid to use the chat feature or invite people to come off mute to give you an answer. Another strategy, let's go to number three. Another strategy that you can use, it's kind of similar to the first strategy, but we're in the world of Zoom right now is to ask people to give you the thumbs up feature or to give you a thumbs up when you say something that they agree with. If you were to play around with Zoom, and I'm mainly talking about Zoom, I'm not exactly sure if Skype or Google Meet has this capability, even though I assume they do. But let's just say that you're giving an example. You give a story, and at the end of the story, you ask your audience, how many of you agree with this? Just give me a thumbs up. Some people might give you a thumbs up within the window that they're in. Physically, they might just use their own thumb. And other people might go to the feature and click the thumbs up in the Zoom window for everyone to see. So once again, this is a really great way to get people involved and it's low impact. Maybe there are some people that don't want to type in the chat box or don't want to come off mute, but they can give you a thumbs up. They can raise their hands. They can click the button on Zoom that allows them to do that, and they still feel involved. And finally, question and answer. This is another suggestion. (laughs) I personally think that you should only do question and answer if you're prepared for it. As a speaker, I have to say this is something that I really seek out. And when I say that, I mean that I seek more experiences where I can do question and answer periods because this is something that I want to get better at. Because the thing about question and answer periods, you really have to be able to think on your feet. And that can be intimidating for some people. For me, Thinking on my feet and giving answers is something that I want to get better at. So, of course, even though it might be challenging sometimes and quite intimidating, I look forward to it because pushing past your comfort zone is the only way that you can grow. But the question and answer period is a great way for people to really feel engaged because they get to ask any questions that are on their mind and you get to answer them directly. My only suggestion with the question and answer period is that you always want to remember to control your closing. I have seen presentations where someone gives a fantastic speech, a fantastic presentation, and then they open the floor for question and answers. And it goes left. Someone asks a question and it's completely unrelated to the topic that they just shared or it's a controversial topic. And now everything that they said is almost a moot point now. It's in the background because the focus 
is on what the question is. And sometimes the question, like I said, is really controversial. So if your question and answer session is structured where it's at the end of your presentation, after the last question, you always want to make sure that you come back and you wrap it up. You can say something like, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to me today. As I stated earlier, I really want you all to take away point A, point B, point C. You want them to leave on a high. So even if the question and answer period isn't exactly what you expect, you control the narrative and you control the last thing that people hear and experience before they leave. Another alternative to this is to have a question and answer period throughout your presentation. And this often looks like just telling your audience, hey, anytime you have a question, just put it in the chat box or just raise your hand. Don't wait. You can interrupt me. And this is also a great way to engage people because they feel like their concerns are being immediately addressed. And it's great because you get all of the questions out of the way. And towards the end, you don't have to worry about getting five, six questions at one time and potentially causing people to forget what it is that you were talking about in the first place. So those are just some ideas that you can take with you in your future speeches and your presentations. Let's recap. Suggestion number one, ask your, ask your audience a question at the beginning of your speech and presentation. You can always do this no matter what it is. Whether it's a church sermon, whether you're speaking for two minutes, ask people a question and let them raise their hands and give you some feedback. Foolproof, easy, but effective. Suggestion number two, ask the audience to give you feedback on Zoom or whatever virtual platform that you're using. And you can do this by encouraging them to type into the chat window or come off mute and give you their own personal experiences and perspectives. Suggestion number three, ask people to give you a thumbs up feature or a clap feature, whatever features are on the virtual platform, encourage them to use it as a form of engagement. And finally, the question and answer period. You can always use this as a way to directly engage with your audience members. Everyone, if this episode was helpful to you, I encourage you to leave me a rating, leave me a review to let me know how I'm doing. Let other people know as well. It really helps the podcast to get more visibility. I also want you to check if you've made it this far, check to see if you're subscribed, because obviously you think the content is very helpful and subscribers help me, like I said, to reach more people and to help them in their lives as well. As always, I'm sending you my best energy, my radiant, most radiant, brilliant energy. I'm sending it right now through to you. Receive it. Use that energy this week to be the best person, the best communicator, the best public speaker that you can be. Just know that I'm in your corner. I'm rooting you on. I am in this process with you. We are growing together and I'm excited that you've chosen me as your partner in this journey. Until next week, this is your host, Enrico Amberster. I'm signing off. Mm-hmm.